Well, yesterday, last night, as a matter of fact, the mayor of Toronto, John Tory, uh, supervised his last meeting. It was a vote on his controversial budget, which he managed to pass, and then he quit. He announced a week or so ago that he had had an affair with a staffer and uh, felt that uh, the right thing to do in the wake of all of this revelation, particularly with the impact on his family, to say nothing of his professional status, was to leave. Uh, and so he has. Uh, our guest, uh, it's always a pleasure to welcome Sidira Chowdhury back to the program. She is a partner with Workly Law, an employment lawyer at the center of the universe, keeping a sharp watch on John Tory and all the other office romance Sanira, good morning and welcome back. Good morning, Sterling. Thanks for having me. Now, I hear I'm quoting, there's an argument that consenting adults enter work romances with their eyes wide open, but it is very difficult to navigate how the dissolution of a relationship can impact a workplace. You went after this John Tory affair with the staffer from a couple of different angles. Let's talk about the power imbalance part first, Sanira. Yeah, you know... Sterling, I've heard a lot of people say to adults in the workplace, they know what they're getting into. Even if you uh, romance your boss, you know what you're doing and uh, all spare, right? Because there are two adults here. But I think we focus on the relationship all too often that's blossoming, meaning all the perks and all the benefits and all the um you, you know, uh, the, the good parts of the of the relationship rather than what could happen if the relationship turns sour. So when the relationship is going well, it might be easy to avoid conflicts, right? It might be easy to avoid one another. It might be easy to make sure that any decision-making by the boss might have nothing to do with the subordinate. But when a relationship turns sour, that's when the subordinate employee might feel like, absolutely retaliated against. They might feel isolated. They might feel like they're not getting uh, promotions passing their desk or the benefits that they should be getting. I mean, the, the issue with workplace romances at their core, Sterling, is that how can you ensure that you are treating all employees fairly and consistently, which is a requirement of employment law in this country? I say it's virtually impossible to do. Well, I was just going to say, I don't know who in the workplace, after a while, doesn't catch a whiff of what's going on and, and understand, oh, yes, well, 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 you know what's going on here. And pretty soon the whole crew knows what's going on. And then, and then right when it goes south, uh, everybody knows that part, too. Uh, so... There's a lot of observers involved in this situation usually, aren't there? Absolutely. And I talk about that in my column. I talk about even if it's not toxic for the two lovebirds, it can be very toxic for the people around them. Now, especially when there's an extramarital affair component, Mm -hmm. we all know at least As outsiders, we assume that people working in any political office, I mean, it's a tight-knit group. Loyalty is at a premium. Um, Maintaining public perception of integrity uh, in particular is very important. So you can only imagine the kind of pressure that other staffers that might have known about the, the affair would have felt. They would have felt that they'd have to maintain their loyalty. They might have felt that they had to turn a blind eye. They might have felt that there was something that they should have reported, but that they couldn't report. And you can only assume that that would breed some kind of toxicity, not to mention that if they felt that 
the staffer who was in the relationship was getting some kind of perk, some kind of advantage, just in light of the, the amount of access she was getting to the mayor. That could turn other coworkers to feel as though they weren't getting the same kind of benefits, the same kind of promotions, the same kind of opportunities. Apparently, in this particular case, this person who was considerably younger than uh, Mr. Tory uh, was involved in travel, for example, which is considered a perk uh, among uh, most workers. If you get to go on a trip with the boss and, and get the, uh, the credit card treatment, nothing wrong with that. I think if we drill down uh, enough, Sterling, taxpayers are probably going to see something that they don't want to see that they paid for. Mm -hmm. Even if, even if we can um, assume, let's say uh, for a moment, that some of this travel was legitimate and part of her job responsibilities. If we start looking at dinners, if we start looking at hotels, if we start looking at other charges as a result of this trip, and mind you, during the COVID pandemic, when most of us were not traveling, we're not doing much more than um, ordering in because we couldn't go to restaurants and things like that. Sure. I mean, the, 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 I think that is going to be that much more um, seen as a conflict if you, if you do drill down. And I think that's exactly what the mayor, or now the former mayor, wanted to avoid, the drilling down. Because I think if you do look into some of these trips, a lot of us are going to feel like, well, there was probably a benefit here. There was probably something um, in addition to access that the staffer got that, that she shouldn't have that placed the, the, the mayor in conflict. Yeah, what uh, what's your your uh, take overall on Mr. Tory's handling of all of this, uh, doing what he sees as or, and has told uh, the citizens of Toronto, uh, the voters of Toronto, that uh, it, it, I have to do this because it's the right thing to do. I've let my family down. I've clearly let my my core constituents down. Uh, the only reasonable thing to do in a situation like this is to step aside, to resign. What did you make of that a tactic? Well, Sterling, you know, being from the city of Toronto, as you know, um, a lot of people are, are upset, frankly, that Mayor Tory is resigning um, and wondering if this was really necessary, especially because this is a former staffer. So certainly the public sentiment is very mixed. It's not as though um, it, people are saying Tory's got to go. No, it's, it's really quite the opposite. But I think in terms of the tactic that Mayor Tory employed here, I think he is savvy enough to know that the ethics commissioner, uh, once the Toronto Star had leaked that story, right, once it became public, the ethics commissioner would have to drill down and it would tarnish his legacy. It would raise questions about how taxpayer dollars had been spent. And I think it would have been difficult to avoid the finding of some conflict. So I'm not surprised that Mayor Tory went ahead with the resignation, even though there were some rumblings as to whether or not he might turn it around and, and remain as mayor. I think he made the right choice here because I don't think if we kept drilling down into the details, we would find in his favor. Back to your column, if you don't mind, for a second, because you're making a difference here between a power imbalance relationship in the workplace where one is clearly a superior and the other clearly a subordinate. That's different, or is it, this is the question, between two co-workers who are perhaps even on the same level in terms of seniority and management uh, uh, designation, that sort of thing. Is there a difference? I think there's an absolute difference. 
I think many of your listeners um, would have the experience of potentially being in a romantic relationship uh, and a public one at that with a coworker. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think that is all too unusual, especially because one doesn't have any relative power over the other. But the moment that even if there's not a direct reporting relationship, that the moment uh, that there is a relationship that exists between a subordinate employee and any superior employee that might have some influence over the promotion, um, over the compensation, over the job opportunities of a subordinate employee, it is never a good idea. Never. I think this is a great example of that. This is this is a staffer who's not even at the city of Toronto any longer, right. and it's still a bad idea. But there's an absolute difference, I think, when you have any appearance of bias, any appearance of being able to influence the outcome, the career of that subordinate employee, even if it's not direct, that is always um, a dangerous zone to be living in. Indeed it is. Sunira, great column, by the way. It's entitled, Romance in the Mayor's Office Created a Conflict. I picked it out of the Vancouver province just a couple of days ago. Thanks for this. Always a pleasure. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, my friend.